folks, and welcome back to another installment of Alexis Using Paper as their outlet for ranting about everything from literature to Victorian handling because her friends are tired of watching her breathlessly string words together. Apparently, my preference for adverbs is both evident and irritating. Also, as a habitual gesticulator, my arms at any given moment look like a deranged person trying to help land a plane or that a villainous spirit had been puppeteering my body, but instead of using it to wreak havoc on its enemies, they just wanted to make my arms do some silly gestures. Anyways, you might be thinking, well, Alexis, I asked for approximately 0% of that information, and somehow I feel worse for knowing it. You may also be wondering what exactly I will be ranting about today. And what an excellent question that would be. The answer to that would be none other than the blueprint for an enemies to lovers tale, the Jane Austen classic, Pride and Prejudice, and more specifically, the hand flex scene from the 2005 film adaptation. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, one, have never seen this masterpiece of a movie, because if you had, this scene would have been burned into your brain, or two, maybe you've only seen this movie once, and during this scene you had made the unwise decision to take a bathroom break, or decided to be the martyr who offers to refill the popcorn for the group. Or maybe you just weren't paying attention. Either way, it was a monumental mistake, one akin to lighting a cigarette next to a pool of petroleum inside your own home. Both end with your life turned to ash right before your eyes. But it's okay, hindsight 2020, you recognized your mistake and now we can fix it. And if you have seen this movie before and know exactly what scene I'm talking about, then welcome to a safe haven where we can geek out over one of the greatest scenes in film history. So without further ado, let's discuss Pride and Prejudice. For context, the hand fuck scene occurs as Mr. Darcy helps Elizabeth into her carriage as she is leaving Netherfield. At this point in the story, all their interactions have been subtle digs at one another character. This scene is significant in regards to Darcy's character because we know from both the book and other adaptations, such as the BBC limited series, that he is just that he is described and portrayed as cold, unapproachable, and domineering. In the text, Elizabeth says that he, Darcy, was discovered to be proud, to be above his company and above being pleased. So Darcy really isn't the best at expressing his emotions, and this most certainly carries over into his first disastrous proposal to Elizabeth, where he says that he is willing to marry her regardless of her glaring personality flaws and obnoxious family. And we wonder why Elizabeth wasn't jumping at the bit to accept a proposal that contained more insults than declarations of love. But more importantly, Elizabeth in the book notes that Darcy spoke of apprehension and anxiety, but his countenance expressed a real security. To Elizabeth, Darcy claims that he's had a hard time with his affection, that he has been so overcome by it, he's willing to overlook her ludicrous mother. But his tone and how he approached the proposal, including the digs at her character and her family, all suggest at least a certain sense of security with his feelings. However, in the movie, the hand flexing, which yes, does precede the first proposal, shows the audience a physical manifestation of Darcy's anxiety regarding his feelings for Elizabeth. The movie shows us and highlights the internal struggle Darcy faces regarding his feelings, and as a result, we better understand his struggles and flaws, and it provides a more emotionally thrilling story, especially because, as I stated previously, this scene precedes the first proposal, so when we watch the proposal, we, the audience, know Darcy is struggling with his feelings and is, in fact, overcome by his affection, and he is having difficulty portraying it rather than him just blatantly lying to Elizabeth. We know that the terribleness of the first proposal comes from Darcy's inability to string words together rather than an attempt to mislead Elizabeth. Now, if you have been anywhere near a bookish profile on Instagram or TikTok, you know that this scene has seen sort of a renaissance with people fawning all over it. And I think so many people like this scene because often, at least in movies, romance and love are shown as these great conquests that are dramatic, epic, larger in life. So when we are shown something intimate, something we weren't supposed to see, something especially vulnerable, Something that shows the anxiety people feel in the pursuit of love, we resonate with it because we've all experienced it. 
In contrast, not all of us have experienced attempting to fool our parents into believing that we're dating this person from our work because they keep hounding us about settling down and finding the one. So I think, as I stated earlier, that's why so many people love and resonate with the hand flex scene because it's something so intimate that they can relate to, that they've experienced in what is, what is a rather fantastical love story. Also, as I talked about earlier, um, also, as I talked about earlier, the fact, the point I made was that the hand flex scene better shows the internal struggle Darcy is facing. And I think it is also possible to read that this hand flex scene is a physical manifestation of him being so overcome by his adoration for Elizabeth. I think also it shows his disgust towards the situation. And that's not the entirely correct word because I don't. I don't think that encapsulates what I want to say, but I think in general, well, we know that Darcy is struggling with the supposed inferiority of Elizabeth and her family because of their status. So I think that Hanflex shows that he's struggling to, to come to terms with both of those things, to come to terms with the fact that status and wealth and titles don't necessarily mean a lot within the whole context of who you love and who, who you want to be with for the rest of your life. Also, and this is entirely separate from the hand flex scene, but another thing I love about this movie is Mr. Collins' proposal. Um, I believe he is Elizabeth's second cousin. He's a distant cousin of theirs, and he's going to inherit the house after the father dies. And so he's, and so the mom is trying to get him to propose to Elizabeth. He initially wants to propose to Jane, but he's she's already promised to Bingley at this point, or supposedly promised, because Darcy kind of ruins their chances together. Something he also mentions during Elizabeth's first proposal. So you're just kind of like, dude, you're shooting yourself in the foot there. Don't mention that you're trying to get this girl to marry you. But anyway, he eventually, cons he, Mr. Collins eventually decides that he is okay. He's come to terms with the fact that he'll marry Elizabeth and he proposes to her and he, it's hilarious. And I think almost any adaptation of Mr. Collins has captured his awkwardness and his inability to understand what no means because he go, he presents a list of reasons to Elizabeth why, why they should get married. One of which is that he needs a wife and not, that's not super specific to Elizabeth. And I understand I've never been proposed to and I've never proposed to anyone, so maybe I don't know, but I feel like if you're trying to list off reasons why you want to marry a person, you should make it specific to their personality. But he just comes out of the gate with, well, I need a wife, and you know, you kind of seem useful, you kind of seem helpful, so marry me? And Elizabeth continually rejects him, and he mistakes it for the fact that he, that she's playing hard to get. And I don't know, that scene is just so funny to me. Um, it's hilarious. I think terrible proposals are just kind of built into this story. I think all of Austin's stories really have at least one misguided, terrible proposal that's either a result of a setup or needing to inherit wealth because your dad is about to die and you're one of five girls um, and you're a destitute family, so... Speaking kind of in terms of proposals, um, way back earlier when I first started this, I said that I think having the hand flex scene prior to Darcy's first disastrous proposal to Elizabeth is especially helpful 
when watching that scene because if you are watching Pride and Prejudice and you kind of only vaguely know the outline of the book but you've never read it which I think is true for a lot of people you know movies are meant to you know share stories more broadly than the book at least that's my opinion of them but um so if you've not if you've not read the book and you don't and do you don't know all the details you know kind of like the general outline of the story it is a spe it is really easy to just see Darcy's proposal because as as unemotional and it is it is unemotional because he has the blandest tone he's insulting her family which you don't think you should do during a proposal and which I don't think you should do during a proposal and it's it's so unemotional you're almost like do you actually love her are you just are you misguided um and that's why it's so easy for Elizabeth to misconstrue it as like you obviously are not overcome you seem perfectly fine um, and I think, as I stated earlier, the hand flex scene, seeing that before the proposal shows that he is in fact at least made slightly anxious by his love for Elizabeth, Darcy is made at least slightly anxious by his love for Elizabeth. And so when you watch the proposal scene, you, you are at least, sub you are at least subconsciously aware that he, that he is struggling to express himself and that his lack of emotion and isn't necessarily from a place of wanting to mislead Elizabeth or lead her astray for how much he loves her. Rather, it's just, he's not great at expressing it. He's very emotionally repressed through, I'd say at least three quarters of the novel. But I think that just contextualizes the proposal scene more accurately than if they had left it out. Um, and obviously there are other moments leading up to that proposal where they kind of hint at the fact that he, um, he is he is just taken with her and kind of made anxious by how much he loves her but I think especially the hand flex scene I don't know I think it just I think it really helps the proposal and I think it helps show people who maybe aren't uh, like who don't know Pride and Prejudice you know front to front to back um I think it just shows them I think it just helps them show that he's not trying to be misleading he's not trying to overstate his emotions he he just he just has trouble expressing them <laughs> through words. So that is my take on why I think the hand flex scene and slightly <laughs> Mr. and a slight little opinion about Mr. Collins' proposal to Lizzie. Um, but I that is my opinion on the hand flex scene and why I think it is so important in the movie and why I think you know this we've kind of seen its its resurgence on TikTok and Instagram because as I said like if you go to any any like TikTok book edit account, that scene is on there with, with with people just fawning over it because it's just so it's so it's so relatable. And oh, also I just want to reiterate this point. I think I said this earlier. It's so relatable, and I think that makes us relate to Darcy more because he's he's kind of he's. He's not unrelatable because in the fact that he is socially awkward, and I think a lot of the people who do love Pride and Prejudice at least are a little bit socially awkward, but in terms of, like, who he is, like, a very wealthy man um, from the 1800s, his anxiousness towards love and in the movie portraying that, I think, helps people relate to him a lot more and understand him a lot more. So that is my opinion on the hand flex scene. Thank you for listening.